Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm guest bailiff Monty Belmonte, morning host at 93.9 The River WRSI in Northampton, Massachusetts, in for Jesse Thorne. This week, the nominative case. Jordan, a lifelong comic book fan, and his friend Charles were discussing the DC Comics villain Mr. Mixapitalik and made a wager. If Jordan's friend could trick him into saying his own name backwards, he'd owe them $5. Charles says the group succeeded using Jordan's middle name, but Jordan refuses to pay up saying the middle name doesn't count. Who's right? And what's in a name anyway? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. In loudest din or hush profound, my ears hear evil's slightest sound. Let those who toll out evil's knell beware my power. The sound of a gavel. Monty, bailiff, Belmonte, swear them in, please. Jordan and Charles, please rise and raise your right hands. You swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, justice, and the American way, so help you God or whatever? Or whatever. Or whatever. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling? I do. I do as well. Thank you, Judge John Hodgman. You may proceed. Jordan, Charles, hello. Hello. For an immediate summary judgment, can either one of you nerds tell me the specific cultural reference that I paraphrased as I entered the courtroom? That's Green Lantern's oath, or the 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 oath uh, revised by Alan Moore to be the, uh, the what was it the the G sharp bell? Exactly, I say Green Lantern's oath. Green Lantern's oath. Who was the first? <laughs> an- who was the first to answer? I Jordan. All right. See you guys later. Summary judgment in Jordan's favor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Wait. Well, do you know what? I'm not going to give you a summary judgment because whoa whoa, it's actually the F sharp. Oh, I was so bell. close. Uh, but Jordan, since you are clearly superior to Charles, uh, Agreed. may I, may I ask you <laughs> to explain uh, to the normals in the listening audience what the heck we're talking about? Well, uh, Green Lantern is a superhero who, through the force of his willpower, can create constructs out of light, uh, a, a green light. Um, with his magic ring. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. Listen, they're all podcast listeners. They know who Green Lantern okay. is. They're not, <laughs> oh, that, sure, sure. they're not that normal. Specifically, well, Alan Moore, right. a great comic books writer, created what? a Green Lantern whose name was... His actual name name? Wow, I don't know that. Exactly, yeah. But, uh, Rot but, Lop Fan. Right. And, and the was, situation was, was that unusual he... unusual about Rot Lop Fan? Uh, he he was from a planet where there was no light, and so he did not understand the concept of green or the concept of a lantern. And so, even though the Green Lantern uh, chose him, he couldn't understand what that meant. So it uh, came up with a different uh, uh, idea for him that the that's the purest sound would be the F sharp bell, and he would use his F sharp bell powers to right. do the same thing the Green Lanterns do. Right, and the normal Green Lantern oath would have been, sir, go ahead. Oh my goodness! Um, the traditional Hal Jordanian right. Lantern note. in in brightest day and blackest, blackest night, no, no evil shall escape my sight. Let, Let those, those who worship evils might. might wear my power, Green Lantern's light. You wear my power, Green Lantern's light. And this was Rotlop fans' uh, non-visual interpretation of that. Is sentence. there like a an, a note that's who's speaking now? Who's yellow? speaking now? <laughs> Who's speaking now? This is, is Charles. Charles, I thought you were in the embarrassment corner. 
Oh, no, I can talk in a corner. No, 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 no. You will speak when spoken to in my courtroom. I will have order. I understand light, and I have full, uh, full use of my willpower, and it's not a F-sharp bell, but a heavy hammer that will come down on you, sir, if you interrupt. I'm having Do you need me to remove him from the courtroom? Thank you, uh, Monty, Bailiff Monty, but no, I think I have things under control at the moment. This is the closest that I think we've ever come to a... No, there was one other very close summary judgment. If you had said F-sharp bell, I probably would have had to walk away. Honestly, I was so happy when you said G-sharp because that... It really is... I did not know about this until about five minutes ago. The fact that you recognize that, it's pretty amazing. So, Jordan, who brings the case? You or Charles? Technically, both of us have brought it at different times, but I was the most recent one to send it in. Jordan, explain what the problem is with your friend. Aside from interrupting... Um, as, uh, as the bailiff mentioned, uh, it was all inspired by the, the Superman villain, Mr. Mixius Pitalik. Uh, he's an annoying imp from the sixth dimension, as I'm sure your honor knows, yes. who, whose only weakness is if he says his name backwards, he's banished back to, uh, his home. In pre-crisis to, on infinite earth's continuity. That's correct. Correct. Absolutely. And I, I'm a big fan of the, uh, the silver age Superman stories. They're so much fun. Here, here. And so I said, though. As much as I love this character, that's preposterous. If I know that my weakness is saying my name backwards, there's no possible way anyone is ever going to get me to say my name backwards. I I just won't say it. There's no way I would say it. So I issued an open challenge that if anyone can get me to say my name backwards, I would give them $5. And when was this challenge made? Oh, gosh. It's been standing for probably uh, 10 years, 9 years. And according to you... This challenge has never been met, but according to Charles, it has been. Is that not right, Charles? That is right. All right, Charles, please tell me your side of the story. The part where he issued the challenge on my side of the story is is exactly the same. He issued this challenge. And there were a couple of ways in which we preliminarily met the challenge. So There was somebody who got him to say his name while standing in a mirror, and he didn't count. And that was pretty much a stretch, so I said, fine. And... We got him to say his name and reverse the tape, and that was a stretch. We said, fine. But then Jordan's name, if you if got he him, you got him himself, to say his name, tape recorded, and then he himself pressed reverse on the tape? No, no, we reversed the tape. No, but he was saying his name, and it was backwards. Yeah, that's the two, two technicalities. Yeah, all right. Yeah. But then he, now, if you, if you meet him, he'll I introduce know. himself as Jordan D. White. And if you ask him what the D stands for, he will tell you it's his middle name. Which is Douglas, which okay. backwards is Salgud. All right. So we've never got him to say his name. I'd like to see where you're going with this. Yes. We've never got Salgood. him to say his name. Yeah. Well, no, that we, we never even did that. It was close to that. It sounded kind of like that. We, and, you know, he, he's never said his first name backwards, which would be Jordan. N- Nad- I'm not going to say it. No, <laughs> of course. Jordan, what would your first name backwards be? I, as, a, as a very educated man, Your Honor, I'm sure you can figure it out. I can't. I just don't. What is it? I'm, I'm afraid I will not say it. All right. Uh, so go on, Charles. How did, you, right. how did you proceed to trick Jordan instead? There was um, – this was finally precipitated when we were making a, uh, a radio show it was a, that we had written a script for. It was like a radio serial. Mm-hmm. And – I because decided you, to put, because you live in 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 Great Britain, where, where they do radio serials. <laughs> no, it's we're the last ones. Uh huh. Right. In, in this country. Oh, I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry. Are you time travelers? What are your ages? I'm 27. Okay. 
I am uh, 32. Okay. So this goes back to uh, teenage and early 20s years for you dudes. Yes. All right. Um, and so what, well, in, in what, in what, in what yeah. capacity were you, uh, were you making radio serials? Well, we were both um, volunteering at a radio station okay. where uh, Jordan had a show and we made radio serials that he would play on his show. Okay. Um, so I put in a what script. Radio, what radio station? You can shout out a radio station. I, oh, I, 90.5 WHRW, Binghamton, New York. Ah, very good. Okay, good. No, I, 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 fully, classic rock. I fully allow buzz marketing of terrestrial radio. It would be cruel if I did not allow it. Right, <laughs> right Monty? Love it. Right, Monty? Where, where are you a DJ at again? Uh, WRSI 93.9 The River, Northampton, Massachusetts. Different is good. All right. Different go ahead. is good. Go ahead, guys. So, um, so you were doing – this is your college radio station? Soon yeah. Binghamton, right. I presume? Yeah. All right. So State University um, of New York, Binghamton – W, some blah, blah, whatever it was. And you had, uh, Jordan, you had a radio show and it was called like, the, the late night nerd hour or, or what was it? Welcome to the waxwork. What? And what? Yeah, it was of- a late afternoon nerd hour. All yes. right. <laughs> and my, so really to start about 420. Uh, what, <laughs> what, what, what would you, what would you play on? Welcome to the waxwork. What would you uh, spin? Well, we had a detective series called Decker and Hayes. We had a, a superhero series called guard duty and the, the series that, uh, Charles is referring to is a science fiction adventure called Epic Echoes, the Backwards series. Epic Echoes, the Backwards series? Is that what you just said? Yes. Okay. Correct. And was it your idea to call it the Backwards series, or was this one of Charles's many uh, mischievous, impish ways, I dare say, to trick you into <laughs> saying uh, your, your name backwards? That was my idea, because we started with the, uh, the series finale, and every episode took place one episode before the one before it. All right. Look, I am 41 years old. I cannot follow what you're talking about. Will you please stop blowing my mind? Charles, you, you created a character, or how did you, what was, what was your trick? Uh, well, I mean, for, first thing we did was we just had, we, we put in a character named Salgud in there. Like a space character? He was the president of a planet, I think. Right, but like yes, an alien, like, right? Of a planet, yeah. Salgud, an alien character, right, gotcha. And now, in every in every previous or subsequent episode, depending on which way you go to the backward series, Jordan had played every TV announcer. Mm-hmm. So I, in my episode, there was a TV announcer who came on and said, "We'll now have a message from President Salgud." Right. And Jordan just, you know, went into the studio and he, oh, you know, there's an announcer part. Who wants to do it? I don't feel like it. And <laughs> total coincidence. I had no idea yeah. what they were doing. Mm-hmm. But we all. We all thought, oh, does he, does he, has he figured it out or not? I don't know. But we were still very um, determined and we wrote, you know, Salgud graffiti on the wall and we all just started making Salgud as much of a running joke as possible. Um, so, so, so wait a minute, you created, you created a character named Salgud. Yeah. And then you tricked Jordan into, into as, a, as the news announcer making reference to this character and saying the word Salgud on the radio. We tried, and, and well, that didn't work. Okay. Why didn't it work, Jordan? It, honestly, you know like he on? said, it was a total coincidence. I, I did not spot the, the reference, and I just said, hey, does anybody want to do this part of the announcer? And somebody did, and Someone else so did I didn't it. do it myself. So you just, you just blithely dodged a bullet. Mm-hmm. You just, like Mr. Magoo style, you walked from a moving piano onto a girder, and you didn't even know that you almost died. Exactly correct. 
And then you, you sent in some, you sent in some uh, evidence, uh, Charles, a, a photograph of um, a, a bulletin board, a physical bulletin board from your college radio station saying stationwide announcements in which there is a piece of graffiti, which is Sal Good exclamation right. mark. What was the, right. what was the idea of this? This is just to introduce the this, term Sal Good into everyday parlance. Right. This was part of the mass mind game yeah. that we, uh, several of us just started, you know, saying Sal Good and forcing a laugh from time to time. Right. Whenever Jordan was around. You were trying to introduce this word into, this is truly the long game. You're trying to introduce yeah. this word into the language, into the slang of, of Binghamton, New York City, in order, to, <laughs> yes. in order to trick your friend into saying it at some point. You've got it exactly. And did that, and did that succeed? Yes. When did it succeed? We were outside of the station in the parking lot. It's dark out. We're standing around. And out of the blue, he says, by the way, what is it with this Salgood joke? Was he like a character in one of the shows? Why is it so funny? Ah, and then what happened? Then we immediately cheered, laughed hysterically, and confused him further. And then we immediately demanded $5 which he has yet to produce, despite saying at the time, yeah, you got me, I owe you $5. Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, because what I was about to say was, yeah, why would he give you $5? You got him to pronounce his middle name backwards. That's a stretch. That's almost like getting him That is his name. That's almost like getting him to say his name into a mirror, which not only is a a technical stretch, but dangerous, because if he said his name three times, he would come out of the mirror and strangle himself. (laughs) <laughs> you know that, don't you? I thought you guys went of to course. college and, and uh, smoked marijuana. No, listen, Salgud, let me talk to you for a second. Did you say you got me? In my defense, in that, the reason I, yes I was overcome no, and honored. Sir. The only answers <laughs> had, I will, the only okay, answers the answer I will accept yes. are yes, no, or nadron. You're very close, but I'm still not going to say it. What, what am I the answer is to? yes. Yes, no, or Nadron. Why is Nadron wrong? What would Nadron? <laughs> what would be the correct way of saying your name backwards, jerk? Well, you would replace the N at the end with a J at the end. To create what? Would what? what would like? that sound like? Rather so than answer that question, I will say yes, yes. I did the say it. Was yes. But it's because I was overcome me. with honor that they had spent so much effort trying to trick me. Yeah. Because they really went months doing this. Yeah. I think it was brilliant. Utterly, br- utterly brilliant. And you did say you got me, which is, uh, you know what? That's, that's going to be something I'm going to consider very heavily in chambers. Um, I, I mean, as your honor has already said, my middle name is not my name. If I said, say my name, that's clearly just a part of my name. You would either assume my name means Jordan or my name means my full name, Jordan D. White or Jordan Douglas White. And I never said any of those things. In addition, it goes against the spirit of the original challenge, which is in reference to Mr. Mixius Pitalik, who always knows exactly what his name backwards is. You can't surprise him by going, oh, you didn't think that this is your name. No, he knows his name is Mr. Mixius Pitalik. What's his name backwards? Uh, Keltep Zixim, I believe. Did he disappear? (laughs) Is he still there? (laughs) I did not disappear. I am not him. (laughs) I always thought it was Etahue. I'm not going to say that either, <laughs> just in case. 
Well, well, hold on. What is it exactly that we made you say in the parking lot? Okay. Here's the thing. I will now say that having clarified the rules for everyone's benefit and said the challenge refers to my first name, Jordan, only, I can now say that you made me say Salgud without any argument, that I do not need to pay anyone money for that. Did you did, have you, say, say it again. Oh, goodness gracious. I have a feeling you're going to try to get me to give you money, but that's not part of the challenge for me to say Salgud. Here's the thing. There is a legitimate gray area here. And I would say that on the one hand, you're saying, Nadraj, that <laughs> you got me is a clear admission of you're getting, you're getting got. On the other hand, if this technique was so brilliant, and I agree it was, to introduce a made-up word, uh, and you were so patient, Charles, also known as Selrock. Yeah. Uh, why? And if Salgud was just as Salgud, as it were, as saying Nadraj, why not just work Nadraj into your weirdo radio play? We, we did that. And we, we tried that on an earlier episode. Earlier episode. Mm-hmm. And Nadraj read the script and... He was torn. He said, I, because he was going to, he read it the day before, and he was in a moral crisis about whether he was going to read his line. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't want to, you know, disturb the, the work that I'd written, but he didn't want to give me $5. And eventually, he cut the Nadraj out of the line. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't so, my show, so. so he caught it. He caught it. But you told he caught it. But you told me you were in a in a dilemma. Sure. Yeah. Um, and eventually, yeah, he cut it out of the line. And I, I that was it was totally fine. It was his right. So it was his that, show. Doesn't that constitute a de facto understanding, a de facto contract between you guys that Nadraj was the target word? That's it's a, it. Was a target word. The target was his name. What he said was my name, and I maintain that a middle name is a name. The word name is in the phrase middle name, and middle works as an adjective. But sir, wouldn't, but, but wouldn't excuse me for a minute, Nadraj, no wouldn't uh, a, a, a reasonable person describe the middle name as a middle name or a part of a name? It is in no way the main name of a person. It's, it is, most people, it's not their main name. Right. I know some people who go by it. But I think that a, a, yeah, but a reasonable those, person would those, hear him those, say, not say, oh, you have to get me to say my main name backwards. Aren't the people who you call them, you know, Robert all their lives, and then you learn later on that their actual name is Timothy Robert, whatever, Mitzelplick or whatever? When you, aren't the people who go by their middle names distrustworthy jerks? In large part, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those... those that always freaks me out when people tell me, oh, yeah, that's my middle name, actually. What's wrong? What's wrong I, with your real first name? What are you hiding? Are you going to be sent back to another dimension if you say it? <laughs> I know. I mean, most people I know who do that sign it like T. Robert, whatever. But I would say that most reasonable people do not accept a middle name as, as my name. A middle well, name think, on its own. I think May I ask a reason- question? Is our, uh, Jordan, you don't happen to be of any sort of Catholic descent, do you? 
Um, technically, I do, but I not in it's, any way that I recognize really. It's very common in Catholic culture to have a Mary Gertrude something or other, and they go by Gertrude exclusively. So could we factor this into the, the judgment here? I mean, I would say that if I was walking down the street and someone called out Douglas, I would not turn to look going, oh, someone has said my name. Like, I would not consider it at all. So you have this word in your, in your documentation as a citizen that your parents gave you in between Jordan and White. Yes. And you're saying it's not, it's not a name that is yours? Yeah, but, okay, it is, my, it is in my name, but it is not in itself my name. It is a part of the whole. If you go up to most people, would you say, is Douglas a name? They would say, sure, I've heard that name. And then you could say, that, that is a name that you have in the middle of Jordan and White. It is your name. But I do not lay claim to it as mine solely. There are other people called Douglas. Correct. It's not yours solely. I am not yours. called Douglas. I am called Jordan. Douglas. I just called you Douglas. Okay, well, I don't answer to that. But it's almost like this. The, you the, just. Okay, guys, just calm down for a second. It's very similar to the famous jazz singer, Edda I'm sorry? What's that? What was that? Do you know the famous jazz singer, Edda? I do not. Did you hear what I was saying? I heard what you were attempting to get me to say. You're a hard nut to crack. There's no, listen, this is what I'm saying. There's no way I'll say it. I know what it is I can't say, and I'm not going to say it. Mm -hmm. And that thing I said was not on the list. If you were compelled to say your name backwards mm-hmm. by threat or force or blackmail and you did it, would that count? Or do you need to be finessed into saying it? I would say uh, on some level you could say, sure, that counts, but why, why mess around with it? Why not cut out the middleman and just compel me to give you money? Because that's not amusing at all. <laughs> Okay. What kind, of, what kind of joyless jerk are you? <laughs> I mean, if you, so somebody's going to say, I will punch you in the face unless you say your name backwards rather than I'll punch you in the face unless you give me $5. Whoa, 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 whoa. I guess. Well, you can't be punching me in the face. No, that would be them saying it to me. I'm sorry. All right. So let me just understand the final details of the contract. If, if, you, are, if you were compelled or if you were tricked into saying your name backwards, you would give $5 to just Selrock or to uh, any other number of people. Are there anyone else in, in this thing? Uh, there, there, there are. Uh, the, I think the main players were uh, Charles, Ava, and Nick. Uh, all three of them so were you, part you, of the, the meme of Selrock, of Selrock, of, you know what I mean, right. the name. Uh, and if you were, if, so you would have to give them each $5 if you were tricked into saying. Yeah. That's a good question. Uh, it was always presented as just $5 total. Yeah. You know what, guys? When you make bets, you better get, <laughs> get clarity right away, okay? That's the lesson that whatever, whatever I rule, the lesson that I hope you have learned is when you enter into a contract, get the, get the specifics down. This is, the, this is, the, this is the elementary stuff here. Middle names, should they count? Should they not count? Who do I got to pay the money to? Cashier's check, all this stuff. You need to work this out. <laughs> Did you even shake hands? 
Well, no, because it's an open we, challenge. Anyone can do it. I mean, that's why Your Honor has been attempting to get me to say my name backwards. Oh, no. We I shook don't... hands after he admitted he got it wrong and agreed to give us $5 <laughs> and then didn't. Did you agree to give them $5 when you said you got me? I, I believe I was cagey about it. Oh, now who's being subtle? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty, I am pretty clear in my memory. I don't just believe. I know that you were not cagey and you agreed to give us $5. In what way, sir, were you cagey? What was your, what was your weasel language that you used? Because I was saying things like, oh, I mean, you know, that, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's my middle name. Uh, you know, that kind of caginess. Because, I, again, I was overcome with the emotion that they had pulled off such a wonderful trick on me. But part of me knew that's not the thing that they were supposed to actually do, though. Have you have you uh, have you any recordings of uh, the the old timey radio shows that you used to make? Absolutely. All right. Will you make sure that I get some so that we can post some on the blog? Particularly you saying, "Oh, you never said sell good on the radio." Somebody somebody else said Nadraj. There no, were, no, but somebody and, else yeah. said said sell good too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Somebody. I can get you a link to that. Sure, absolutely. What are the words? Just just humor me, Jordan. What are all of the words that people said on your radio show? You want me to list them Just all? Just a list of all of the words that were ever well, said they, on your radio show, whether by you or from someone else? Sure, sure. Um, there were the, there uh-huh. was a, uh-huh. there was um, with. Let me think, what else? Uh, uh, this is going to take a little while, though. Yeah. Monty, Bailiff, Monty, will you just uh, fast forward the tape till we get to the, till we get to the, uh, the ends? We're there. <laughs> and that's all of them. I didn't forget any, <laughs> except uh, maybe I forgot one. I don't all right, I think I've heard, I think I've heard. <laughs> I think I've heard everything. I'm going to go into my chambers. I'm going to listen to some, uh, some uh, old-timey radio, and I will come back with my decision very soon. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Jordan, Charles, I need to actually swear you out temporarily. Repeat after me. Neither Superman, Rumpelstiltskin. Neither, Neither Superman, Superman Rumpelstiltskin, Rumpelstiltskin. Nor a Ralph Naderaj Podge. Not nor doing it. A- come on! <laughs> Nadaraj Paj. You must do this. You are in a court of law, sir. I'm afraid you will need to find me in contempt of the court. Charles, did you, this is such a lengthy farce to get him to say the sell good. Did you ever consider actually just trying to like use jive talking with your friends and just start saying it's all good all the time <laughs> rather than work it into a radio drama? Um, <laughs> it's all good. I, you know what? I think that was part of it. I think the, the joke was that kind of it had devolved out of that. And we were trying to get Jordan to say it like that. And eventually it worked. He wasn't saying it for a long time because I think he kind of looked down on the, the humor of it. I don't think he thought it was that funny. Did he realize the Saul Good was you trying to get him to say his middle name? No, not until he said it. And to even actually the Saul Good nerdy radio drama way or the Saul Good, the jive talking airplane kind of way? And the Salgood, yeah, he said, what is this Salgood thing? I don't know why it's funny. What is the joke? Because they played it as though it were an internet meme that I just didn't see yet. And you right. know how it's annoying when your friends keep quoting this meme around you and you're like, I don't know that stupid meme. Like, shut up about it. <laughs> That's how I felt about it. Like that Nadraj cat. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. M- remember him? What's it? A- I'm not doing it. I, there's, I, there's no way. I just, there's no way. Nadraj, did you at least consider giving them like three dollars? <laughs> the middle name. Again, I, I at points I have thought, well, you know, they worked so hard, but 
Yeah, it would be unfair of me to reward them for the incorrect results. What if it was your last name? Is your last name, would that have been acceptable? Full out $5? Well, since, since this argument had come, has come up, I've definitely clarified and said, we're talking about my first name here. We're talking about Jordan only. And I guess my question for you then, Charles, would be if you, you know, let's use a different sort of name here. If you were to just yell, um, Edeljew, 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 would that summon Beetlejuice? <laughs> I, you know what? I don't think Beetlejuice ever issued that. I, I could try it. Ma- Monty, Monty, yeah. will you stop yes. yelling anti-Semitic remarks on my podcast? <laughs> I'm trying as hard as I can. Edeljew, please rise as Tanad re-enters the courtroom. Well, let's just stipulate, first of all, that this bet was horribly constructed. There was disclarity among all parties from the beginning and unfortunately left so many loopholes uh, on either side that any, uh, anyone could sail through and claim it does not, it's not valid. And I think that, I hope that you've learned a valuable lesson that when, uh, when making a bet, you need to be very clear or a challenge as it were, you need to be very clear what is going on because there is no clarity, right? Recently you've, uh, retconned the whole uh, event, Nadraj, into saying you meant your first name only. But as you stipulate, Mr. Uh, what's his name? Mitz- I've always said Mitzelplik, but I know that's wrong. Mitzietzplitik. Is that right? Mixias Pitalik. Mixias Pitalik. Mm-hmm. Mr. Mixias Pitalik, that's clearly a surname. And, that's true. And so therefore, uh, it should not be Nadraj at all. By logic, it should be Etihu or White backwards, which is your last name, your surname. In many ways, I would say this is a contract that is completely unenforceable no matter what happens. So please, listeners, when you are creating dumb college contracts between each other, you're making dumb bar bets, be very clear what's going to happen or else you're going to lose uh, $5. That said, when you said you got me, I have to say that this almost surely takes precedence over everything because at that point you are, you are admitting that the contract has been fulfilled. You are accepting the work that has been done under the contract and therefore you owe that person payment, sir. I don't care how you tried to hedge your way out of it. This was a brilliantly constructed, devious attempt to get you to say a word that you did not realize you were saying that was a part of your name. And since no specific part of name was specified, even though a reasonable person uh, might not presume that middle name counts, it's still, let me put it this way, does it pass the comic book test? If Batman got Mr. Mitzjitlplik to say some crazy, dumb uh, word... And Superman was like, uh, what? how come he disappeared? And Batman said it was his middle name. That would be a great final panel of a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> it fo- that follows comic book logic. And you know it in your heart, Nadraj. You know it in your nerdy heart because you felt that beautiful sense of having been duped in the, in the essence of the way Mitzietelplik was constantly duped in pre-crisis on Infinite Earth. I have to say, even if you had not said, you got me, I would feel tempted to honor the, um, the sheer inventiveness 
and frankly, the passion for old time radio that both of you display and <laughs> Charles in particular in tricking you and award him the $5. But especially because you knew it so clearly and innately that you said without thinking, you got me. That was far more damning than any Nadraj you would ever say. <laughs> and therefore, I rule in favor of Charles Selrock. Uh, Nadraj, you owe him $5, and no longer shall this be a point of dispute. This is the sound of a gavel. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Jordan Charles, I need to swear you out again. Repeat after me. I love the Huffington Post. I love the Huffington Huffington Post. Post. Nadraj report. No, I'm not going to do the... (laughs) You can restart. You can restart the bet. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah for a a, a, a lot too. more money, I think. Yeah. And I think all Yo. of Jordan's names should be included you at this re- point. You can restart the bet. I'm. I'm basically putting a bounty on your head now. If anyone <laughs> gets you to say Nadraj, you have to give them a hundred dollars. Whoa. Yeah. Uh huh. And you have to disappear into another dimension for ninety days. Ooh, huh. That that second part is extra tough, but a hundred whole dollars. But Nadraj, you are you are impervious. You know you're never going to say it, right? Well, that's true. You're absolutely right. But now you have all of the Judge John Hodgman listeners circling you forever, trying to get you to say it and get evidence of it. I'll tell wow. you what. I'll tell you what. If a Judge John Hodgman listener gets you to say Nadraj and has evidence of it that I can see and evaluate. That is, say, video or audio evidence that you stipulate and agree to actually happened. I will give that person a hundred dollars out of my wow. own pocket, and you will give that person five dollars. That seems fair. Thank you. That's that is fair. All right. Now give five dollars to Charles, and also give five dollars to the other two people who are in on it, and call five dollars each. Yeah, five dollars each. That's why you got to be specific. <laughs> okay. If it was a conspiracy of years of their life, they did. Yeah. To get you to give them this five dollars. Yeah. You're not in college anymore. You're 32 years old. You have 15 bones lying around. Cough it up. <laughs> Cough it up, nerd. All right. Skip one Wednesday at the comic book shop and give your friends some money that they earned. Let me ask you a question, guys. Do you still live in the New York area? I do. I live near New York. I'm not in the city. But, but in the in the area. Yeah, in the area. All right. And do you still like old timey radio? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yes. Let me take this moment to let you know about the Thrilling Adventure Hour. Do you know the Thrilling Adventure Hour? I, I quite enjoyed. Jordan introduced me to the Thrilling Adventure Hour, and I was very I grateful for them. it. Jordan, yeah. since you're an expert in all things Green Lantern-y, comic book-y, and old-time radio-y, will you explain to the listenership what the Thrilling Adventure Hour is? Well, they're a, a live show that happens monthly out in Los Angeles, uh, who also now have a podcast where they play the live recordings of old-timey radio-style uh, shows that they do. Uh, and I've heard uh, Your Honor on them as well, playing a piano. Uh, well, I, uh, yes, I, I, I played. I did not actually play a piano. I was in the role of a robotic piano. Correct. Right. <laughs> and they st- playing they, a piano. They, they, very much like you guys, and indeed you might accuse them of uh, stealing from you, they stage, write and stage very, very funny pastiches of old-timey radio that are really exciting and fun. Their podcast is fantastic. It's called Thrilling Adventure Hour. You can find it anywhere on the web. And did you guys know that they are coming to New York City to stage a all-brand-new Thrilling Adventure Hour 
with Paul F. Tompkins and Paget Brewster and Busy Phillips and Ben Acker and Ben Blacker and, and uh, Mark Evan Jackson and all of your faves from the Thrilling Adventure Hour? I did know that. You did. Do you have tickets? I didn't, but I want to go now that I do. Jordan, do you have tickets? <laughs> I do have tickets. <laughs> How many tickets do you have? Just one for myself and one for my wife. Oh, okay. Uh, Charles, would you like a ticket? Yes. All right. Plus one? Would you like yes. a plus one? Yeah. I was going to give you a, a couple tickets too, Jordan, but I guess you're too smart for everybody today. Oh, <laughs> because you're too smart for your own good. But anyone wow, else, it's all good. Anyone else? There are two. Thank shows. you, Your Honor. I don't know. I, I'm very grateful. I don't know precisely when this goes out over the air, but there are two shows at the Bell House on Sunday, September 30th. I know that the first show is already sold out. Uh, please rush and get tickets for the second show. And if it's already sold out by the time you hear this. Uh, please uh, listen to the podcast and encourage the Bell House uh, or, or Thrilling Adventure Hour to come east again. And uh, I think it's going to be a good time. Jordan, Charles, thank you for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, a pleasure. <laughs> Talk to you guys later. Mad Raj forever. John Hodgman, what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just uh, found me in my chambers. I'm, I'm putting my verdict uh, into... Uh, into a Mylar bag with an acid-free cardboard backing and taping it up and adding it to my collection of verdicts. Never to be touched with or enjoyed again. Nodge to be touched again? Nodge. No, ah! no, well, going back to a, You've said your name backwards. Oh, good. Then let's go, let's go back to the beginning of the segment okay. and uh, clear the docket. Deanna writes, My husband and I purchased a home built in 1981 with original decorations of the time. Wainscoting, wallpaper... Shag carpeting. Dispute is over the brown shag carpet in the living room, which we plan to replace with hardwood. I want it out before we move in and am willing to live on the subfloor underneath with an area rug over it until the hardwood floor is ready. My husband refuses to remove the carpet until the hardwood is ready to lay down, which could be a couple of months. I am baffled, upset, and really do not want to live on someone else's old carpet. Please help. Baffled. That's an adjective that I had not... It doesn't seem to be particularly baffling to me either, but... Uh, it's funny. I almost certainly would have said, just deal with it and and deal with the shag carpet until the hardwood is ready and then just do it all in one fell swoop. But I have to say that Deanna won me over when she made reference to, I do not want to live on someone else's old carpet. Suddenly that carpet does not just seem like a bad taste issue. It also seems like a hygienic issue. Especially with shag carpet. You yeah. know, if it's just a really flat, worn-out carpet, it might be one thing. But the yeah. shag just has so much more potential for ticks and yeah. lice and Ebola yeah. virus. And carpet snakes. So, yeah. Sorry, hubby. You got to tear out that carpet. Get an area carpet. Deal with it. Steve writes, My wife Randy claims that part of the written lyrics to Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run are incorrect. When we first met, her email address was powertrot at somethingorother.com. Mm-hmm. Randy told me that the phrase was the Born to Run lyrics. I listened to the song and heard that it was actually Power Drive in context with another phrase used, hemi-powered drones. Even after learning that the lyrics told the story of young men cruising in muscle cars and that various lyrics and that various lyric websites print the words as Power Drive, Randy still insists that the boss may have written it as Power Drive, but that he sings it as Power Trot. What? Will you please render judgment? Well, this puts me in a difficult position because on the one hand, uh, we have common sense. 
which is that uh, that Bruce Springsteen was not writing in the milieu of old-timey westerns. A power trot. Yeah. Let's there just go no, up for there, a ride. There are no we'll horses. a 50-mile one. Yeah, yeah. There are no horses in that song. So there's really no power trotting to be done. Even, that's not even a term. At the same time, you're putting me in a position where I have to trust uh, lyrics websites, which by their nature are the most insidious and untrustworthy things pretty much on the internet because all they want to do is sell you ringtones. Right. And give you viruses. I and think. give you viruses. Like you could get from a shag carpet. Yeah, for example. So uh, I, I, my inclination is to go to the source and use uh, fair use and listen to the lyrics. So, Monty, you listen with me. Okay. This is, this, this is the section of the song that I, have, uh, that I have isolated via quasi-legal means. And just to say someone posted it on YouTube with just the album cover instead of a video uh, of the song itself and therefore is breaking the law. I won't say who it is. And uh, tell me if you can hear this. Yeah, last chance power drive. Last chance power drive. I see where she's coming from. It almost sounds like last chance power. He just doesn't enunciate well. But my argument with this would be that the next lyric is everybody's out on the run tonight, but there's no place left to hide, which doesn't rhyme with drive, but has more assonance and certainly doesn't sound anything like trot. Right. So how? So why don't you sing the two lines? The highway is jammed with broken heroes on a last chance power drive. Everybody's out on the run tonight, but there's no place left to trot. No, hide. (laughs) Thank you very much, Monty. Uh, Well, I already did a huge plug for the Thrilling Adventure Hour. Um, May I also mention, uh, please go to MaximumFun.org and listen to all the other great podcasts that Jesse Thorne is constantly plugging, and appropriately so when he is not in London. Uh, but we don't have Jesse here. So, Monty, is there any... Maybe uh, maybe uh, there's a radio station you work for? Yes, I work for 93.9 The River, WRSI in Northampton. I podcast frequently, usually short four or five minute local flavor type podcasts, but special guests like Judge John Hodgman and Rachel Maddow, etc. come by and every once in a while and hang out with me. So This is the radio station where Rachel Maddow got her start. That's right. Yeah. She was a morning show host. I was an underling under her, and uh, now I've the unfortunate position to be the person that people call every day and say, God, I really wish Rachel Maddow was still the morning show host here. And given that this, uh, this podcast will probably go out uh, uh, sometime uh, in the late summer, early fall, uh, anything coming up uh, in the late fall or winter that we should know about? We are, um, we've started these cash mobs, which I, you may have heard of a flash mob where people get together and sure. sing the sound of music in a, you know, a train station. I know the, but... I know the inventor of the flash mob, but that's Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Go on. Um, we are totally stealing his idea, but for, um, for benevol- benevolent means, where we take uh, the listeners of the radio station, nominate a local business that they feel like needs some community support and maybe a very quick influx of cash. And we set out a time to go and uh, support that business for like an hour. So we'll be doing more of those throughout the winter. We did one at Wilson's in Greenfield, which I'm sure that you're familiar with, John Hodgman. The great department store in Greenfield, Massachusetts. And in late summer, we did one at the Northfield Drive-In. Where we tried to get a bunch of people to just support that beautiful piece of Americana that's uh, always, you know, threatened year to year. 
Well, what a delight. Thank you, Judge John Hodgman. So, Monty, you really sang that really well. When my band used to cover that song, had to memorize, like there's a big instrumental breakdown. There's a part where um, I, as the drummer, needed to be there at the backing of the band. And it's, uh, for lack of a better descriptor, this is my mnemonic device. I know how many times to hit the cymbals before this part stops. And then there's the big snare hit. <laughs> the college jam with broken heroes on the last chance power drop. I wasn't the singer, luckily. Thank you very much. Uh, it's uh, Judge Shen Hodgman Karaoke Hour. Thank you very much for joining as guest bailiff, Monty Bailiff Monty. You may listen to him on WRSI, the River 93.9 FM in Northampton and across your uh, digital radio dial. Uh, and um, I will just mention that uh, it's been fun having you and I can't wait uh, till you come back again. I can't wait to be back again. Uh, see you next time on the Judge Shen Hodgman Podcast. The Judge John Hodgman Podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support the show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Mark McConville. You can check out his podcast, Super Ego, in iTunes or online at GoSuperEgo.com. You can find John Hodgman online at AreasOfMyExpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. If you have thoughts about the show, join the conversation on our forum at forum.maximumfun.org and our Facebook group at facebook.com slash Judge John Hodgman. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast.